Hello, welcome back to the Time on the Outside podcast. This is episode number two, and I am Deanna. I am a prison wife, and my purpose for this podcast is to minister and encourage other prison wives. We are all on the same road. It may look a little different for you. It may look a little different for me. But I do believe that we have enough in common that we can help each other and encourage each other and lift each other up. We all know that this is a difficult road that we've been called to. So how can we make the best of it? This podcast today is called Trust God and Fear Not. Some say that fear is the opposite of faith, or you could say that trust is the opposite of fear. I do know that fear can paralyze us. Fear can manifest in all sorts of ways, anxiety, worry, insomnia, even paralyzing you at times. And I have a little example of how fear once paralyzed me. Luckily, it wasn't a lasting condition. I am able to move freely about now. My husband and I, this is prior to his incarceration, of course, had been up north. Uh, We live in Texas. And we were on our way back to Texas from actually a ministry opportunity. We had decided to do a little sightseeing on the way back and we had veered off through a part of, I feel like it was Colorado and then New Mexico. So we were taking the long way back to Texas. Well, off in the distance, driving through, I believe it was the south eastern portion of New Mexico, I saw uh, what looked to be a dormant volcano. I wasn't really planning on sharing this in the podcast, so I don't have the, the name of it right here. Some of you may be familiar with it. I believe it's a national park, actually. So I tell my husband, hey, Let's drive down that road and go check out that dormant volcano. I didn't even know we had any dormant volcanoes in the United States. And, you know, he was agreeable. So we head over to this volcano. I'm driving. And I don't think much about my horrible fear of heights because it actually didn't look that high from where I had first seen it. Even as we approached the volcano, I still was not really concerned about my fear of heights, which is very, I am very afraid of heights, okay? So I start up this road, and it just looks like a big hill. Um, We start up the road, and almost immediately I notice there are no rails on this road. It's very narrow. It's a one-lane road, rocky, gravelly-looking. 
Well, the, the further we go around, you know, the road goes all the way around and just kind of spirals up. The further we go around this volcano, the higher we get. The more I notice, the trees have now kind of disappeared from the side. And I can see what's pretty much a death plunge off the side of the road. And fear begins gripping me like you wouldn't believe. I feel my body just freezing up and before I know it I feel like I am almost paralyzed. I can barely drive. I believe I was probably going less than one mile an hour if that's possible in a vehicle. I was crying, My I was gripping the steering wheel like there's no tomorrow, my, my knuckles were red. My husband wanted to help me, but all he could do was just speak comforting things to me and say, we're almost there. Just don't look down. Just don't look down. Deanna, just focus. Just go up. Just go. Just keep going. So by the time we reached the top of this dormant volcano, fortunately, there was a big flat portion where you could park and not, you know, not near the edge. And so we parked the car and it took me a little while just to get myself back in order. And I cannot tell you how frightened and paralyzed I was. I was worried that a tire would, would go off the edge or the road itself would crumble. My husband had to drive the way back. Of course, I wasn't about to get behind the wheel of that car on the way down. I was still terrified but I was praying I covered my eyes I was my body was in the floorboard <laughs> it, it's kind of ridiculous but if you do have a fear of heights then you'll understand and empathize with that situation but I shared the story to show how fear can grip us whether it was a rational fear or an irrational fear it can grip you and paralyze you and almost keep you from moving forward. Or in some cases, it could keep you from moving forward. On that road, I had no choice but to keep going forward because people were eventually going to come up behind me or even worse, they were, they were going to come down toward me, which there was no place to turn around on that road. So I had no choice but to keep moving forward. And in a way, ladies, we are in a situation that we probably never planned for or expected. Surely not living our dream life with our husbands locked up behind bars. But we have to keep moving forward. And we can't let fear grip us. And we can't let the enemy win. The enemy is Satan, and the enemy wants to stop us. He wants to paralyze us. He is out to still kill and destroy, and he starts with marriages and families. That's why it's so important that we read God's word and that we learn how to trust God and to not get paralyzed and locked up in fear. Many of our husbands 
have lied to us, deceived us, cheated on us, taken us for granted, or even betrayed us. But Numbers 23, 19 says, God is not a man that he should lie. So we can trust God. Psalm 118.8 says, It is better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in man. I wanted to share another story with you today that I planned on sharing. Not the volcano story. But it looks like God had a purpose for that story. At the beginning of my prison wife life, I want to say that my husband had been incarcerated maybe a month. I don't know anymore. But I knew, you know, I was left with two cars, a giant house that I didn't want to maintain. I couldn't afford. I knew immediately that my situation had changed and that I needed to make changes in my either make more money or spend less money. And of course, it's easier to spend less money. I was already working two jobs. So I knew I had to start downsizing and getting rid of some of the stuff. Well, since I'm only one person, obviously, starting with the cars made sense. And my husband drove a, a used SUV that we had paid off. It was it was an older Lincoln Navigator. It was still real nice, but it was older. And I thought, well, I'll start there. So a friend of mine offered up her husband for a couple of hours on a Saturday um, because he knew some people at some auto places that purchase used cars. So on this particular Saturday, I met him over there at the first place, and they did the thorough investigation of the car and drove it and came back. I needed to get, I I had hoped and needed to get about $3,000 for this SUV, which was really, it, that would still have been a good deal for someone because it was it was very well taken care of. So this guy comes back in the room and says, well, ma'am, after, you know, looking at the car and seeing the mileage and we found a couple of little things that we're going to need to repair, the most I can offer you is about 1200 Well, I looked at my friend's husband and immediately he knew I, I can't accept that. So we said thank you and we went on to the next place. Well, unfortunately, at the next place, they basically told me the same thing. And then the next place, they basically told me the same thing. I was getting pretty discouraged. And by the time that third dealer, who was a good friend of of my friend's husband that was with me, uh, by the time he gave me his number... It might have been a little bit more, maybe like 1400 I was somewhat devastated. I walked outside onto that porch and just broke down in tears. And I thought, I, I can't do this. I just can't. 
I said thank you to my friend's husband and got in my car and headed back toward my home. And by the time I got a block or two away, I was just crying. And I was crying out to God saying, I can't do this, Lord. I can't. I can't even I can't even sell this car for what I need to sell it for. I how am I going to pack up this house and get rid of you know at least half my belongings and how am I going to downsize and where am I going to live and just every worry started overtaking my mind until I was weeping in the car weeping just having a big Deanna's pity party right there driving down the road. So I pull up to this red light and I'm in the middle of my pity party and poor me, woe is me. And a really nice SUV pulls up beside me in the left lane, but a little bit ahead of me where I could see the back window. And on that window, there was a sticker that said, Fear not, Isaiah 4110. Well, it was like God spoke to me in that moment through that sticker, Fear not. And for those of you who don't know what Isaiah 4110 says, it says, Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed. For I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. And ladies, I knew that was a direct word from God. Well, within about 10 seconds, my cell phone rings. I'm still at the red light. And it's my friend's husband, my friend's husband. And he says, hey, Deanna, I just thought of this one other place down, you know, down the freeway a bit. Let's go down there. Are you already home? And I said, no, I'm still right down the road. I got stuck at a light. So I said, okay, I'll meet you over there. So he knew I needed about 3000 or wanted to get about 3000 for that car. So we go into this this last ditch effort place and he goes up to the counter and starts talking to them and tells them they ask the question, how much did she want to get for the car? And he said she needs about 4000. And I was thinking 4000, I can't even get you know, I can't even get 1500 for it. So we sit down on the couch and they're the inspector comes out, gets the keys, he goes out, he's driving the car around, looking at it. He comes back in, maybe 10, 15 minutes had passed, and they do some paperwork and talking at the counter, and the lady calls us back up and says, well, I'm sorry, but the most we're going to be able to give you is $3,000. <laughs> and I cannot tell you like I wanted to jump up and down but I remained calm because I didn't want to look too eager you know and I I was like well okay I think I think 
we can do 3000 And I walked out of there with a $3,000 check in my hand. And all that was playing in my mind was fear not. Fear not. I am with you. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. God is faithful, y'all. He will not let you fall if you follow him and obey him and trust him. The enemy wants nothing more than to paralyze us with fear. Because if we're paralyzed with fear, we can't move forward. Our, our marriages will suffer. Our own personal relationship with God will suffer. Our children will suffer. Our families will suffer. Our jobs will suffer. We cannot get paralyzed right now. This is the time. This is the time that we have to stand firm and move forward. Keep Isaiah 41.10 in your mind. Write it down. Write it on a post-it. Stick it on your bathroom mirror. Stick it on your dashboard of your car. Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. God is true to his word. He's not a man that he should lie. And I want to encourage you. You may not have a Lincoln Navigator story. You might have a way better story of a time that God saw you through a difficult circumstance or an impossible circumstance, seemingly impossible. Nothing is impossible with God. But I know that every one of you has a story of a time when you know the only way you made it through was with God or with God's help. Write that story down or just, you know, write, write down a few pieces of it. You don't have to write out the whole story. Something you can look on when you're, when you're starting to have doubts, when you're starting to fear the situation or your current circumstance. Especially when we look at those sentences. Do not look at those numbers. They are just numbers. And no one knows what God has planned. Or what God is going to do. So let's put our trust in him. Let's recount the times when he has been faithful in our lives. When he has seen us through. Because he is unchanging. He loves us. He's merciful and full of grace. Let me pray for you. Heavenly Father, Lord, we just come boldly before your throne, Lord. And we ask that you help us not to fear. That you give us strong faith. That you prove yourself again and again. That you are faithful and full of mercy and full of love and compassion for us. Lord, I ask that you would comfort each one of the ladies that is listening and that you would shower them with love and peace. Lord, guide us on this road that you have us on. 
Help us depend on each other and encourage each other through this trial. We ask all this in your name, Jesus. Amen. If this podcast helped you in any little way, I praise God for that. And I give him all glory for that. And I ask you to tell one of your friends that is going through this the same trial that we are, another prison wife. Share it with other prison wives. Let's let's encourage each other. Let's build each other up as as women. You can check out my website at timeontheoutside.com or at timeontheoutside.org. If you like to share a topic you like to talk about, share a personal story, just reach out to me, cry with me, anything, please email me. My email is Deanna, D-E-A-N-N-A, at timeontheoutside.com. Until next time, I pray that God would bless you and bless your family. Keep your husband safe with a hedge of protection around him and your family until we talk again. See you next time on Time on the Outside. Bye-bye.